You may have seen that incredible video of a car being hit by lightning on the highway. Now we're speaking with the family inside the vehicle when Mother Nature struck. I mean, it's crazy. It was unreal. I was on my uh, iPad playing Fortnite mobile about to drop a fucking 50 bomb. You could ask anybody who plays Fortnite on a mobile 50 bomb? That alone will give you legendary status. But next thing you know, 300 million volts of electricity is being struck through my body, fucking through my iPad out the window. And my theory is that Elon Musk is up there shooting laser beams at anything that's not a Tesla. You don't know what he's doing up there. I don't know what he's doing up there. Camera guy has no idea. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hope you all had a great 4th of July weekend. Hope your pets aren't too traumatized. They don't allow fireworks in my county. They haven't for a really long time, but people still seem to set them off. My cats, I wouldn't see them for a day and a half afterward. My dog would have PTSD, like a vet coming back from the Middle East. That lasts a couple days. It sucks for them, man. I remember when I was a kid, I used to love that shit. Fourth of July, day afterward, I'd walk the curbs in front of everyone's house in my neighborhood, and I'd collect all these burnt-up fireworks, and I'd put them in a wagon. I'd go door-to-door in a street down the way from us. I'd try to resell these charred cardboard cones to people. Never made a sale, believe it or not. God, what a dipshit I was. Was? (laughs) Now, I really don't care. I live close enough to Disneyland to hear them blast them. You can't see them from here, but it certainly sounded like midnight in Baghdad for close to an hour. Speaking of which, I was looking for videos of firework fails, right? And I found this compilation video that had about, I don't know, 20 total debacles. And one of the videos was from a Middle Eastern country. These guys are, you know, they're wearing these, uh, the white onesies that they wear with the head dressings and stuff. And they're blowing off fireworks. And I'm thinking to myself, Aren't these people tired of that shit already? Why would they be blowing off fireworks? Doesn't it bring back nightmares? I don't get it. Man, it seems that every week, there's someone new coming to the forefront, outraged by something. This one, I can't believe I even have to read this. You can't make this shit up. This is from Gizmodo over the weekend. Amazon should never have named it Alexa. Parents of Alexas heckled with constant demands beg the company to rechristen the faceless maid. Going ahead, we may need to rethink fashioning the household robot maid in the likeness of a woman with a human name. In hindsight, assigning them common human names in order to do our bidding was probably not a great idea. Only with the wisdom of years could we know that this could possibly have gone wrong. Now at least tens, possibly hundreds of millions of people have grown accustomed to ordering around Alexa for years. Alexas want their names back. As we know, Amazon accepts psychological torture as a course of business, and Amazon consumers are too lazy or callous to care, and that unholy union perpetuates human suffering. (laughs) As distraught parents told the BBC, Amazon's HomePod and its users are tormenting children. One parent said they've legally changed their child's name and switched schools in order to escape children and adults' relentless harassment. Another parent claimed that bullies constantly ordered their six-year-old to play music, and a third, Lauren Johnson, started an awareness campaign called Alexa as a Human. 
In an open letter on the site, the family collectively writes that the constant demands of their daughter Alexa are devastating. Listen, I'm sorry this is happening to these poor girls. Bullying in school sucks. But let me fill you in on a little secret. This shit's been going on for years. Before I was even born. Kids are cruel. They're fucked up. It's part of being a kid. And I'll tell you something else. It builds character if you teach your kid how to handle this type of stuff. Don't tell me that any of the parents of these kids never got bullied about something when they were in school. And if they didn't, who were they bullying? You guys know my last name, right? I refuse to repeat here what kids called me when I was a kid because it includes a, a racial slur. You can figure that one out on your own. But did it bug me? Hell no, it didn't bug me. You know what I was trained to do as a kid? Develop a smart mouth. None of these kids were perfect. So whenever they'd say something like that, I'd, I'd find an imperfection and I'd exploit it. You know, like kids' teeth weren't growing in just perfectly. Well, at least I don't have a mouth that looks like a can opener. Dirty fingernails? That was worse. Maybe you should stop picking your butt so much. Your fingernails are disgusting. Don't come at me with a fresh take on my last name. I'll make it personal, you bitch. And since when are people referring to Alexa as a maid? What happened to personal assistant? Trust me, if I could say Alexa vacuum my carpet and she'd actually do it, I wouldn't be having this discussion. And where are the series of the world getting their panties in a bunch? You know, that's been going on for a lot longer. All we're asking this device to do is set timers, play music, give us the latest news, sports scores, or put items in our shopping cart. And also, I should remind you, it's a fucking computer. It's not a person, you dimwit. My God, with this sudden outrage about every little thing. People get butt hurt way too easily nowadays. It's brutal. Also, pro tip, if you don't want to call her by that name, there are other options in the app. You can change it to other things. I, I tell you what, I can't wait for the day. You can just make up your own name for it. You know, like, hey, hard on. What time do the Dodgers play today? <laughs> then things will get really fun. Hey, look, I'm not a risk taker, okay? I stay away from things I'm not 100% sure are safe. Like, I went ziplining once, only because my wife wanted to do it really badly on her birthday. And I was assured that the place we were going to had never had an incident. But did you see the news item from yesterday? This family were on a whitewater raft in this water park in Iowa. And apparently the raft they were on, it flipped over. Now you're seat belted into these things, right? So if it flips over, you've got to be able to undo your seatbelt and swim to safety. Well, I guess this family of four, I think it was four, the mother and father managed to get out, but their two sons were stuck in the raft, which was upside down in this raging river. I think the dad tried to flip the raft over, but uh, he hurt his shoulder in the accident and he couldn't manage to get it flipped. And this thing, it's a massive raft, so it would take at least two grown men at full strength. So their 11-year-old son drowned and the other son is in a medically induced coma. That story's messed up on every level. But I guess this was the first time that's ever happened at that amusement park. <laughs> and think about the irony in that amusement park. I'm not amused when there's a risk of death. I don't find that stuff fun. I used to love riding roller coasters. But the last one that I went on was the last one I went on. I think we were at Magic Mountain or something back in the 80s. And this colossal coaster was like the featured ride there. It was so old, this thing was made of wood. 
We were in line. We were underneath the thing. And I could see the frame of this piece of shit swaying side to side when the carriage full of people went over it. It just didn't look safe. But I was with my friend and his girlfriend and this other chick they brought. And I didn't want to look like a pussy. So I went on the ride. And I did the best I could not to think that we were all going to die while we were on this thing. And the ride was fine. But it was the last time I talked myself into doing something risky like that. Turns out they shut that ride down like four or five months later because they found structural damage. And like I said before, I don't do daredevil shit on my bike either. I like to ride mountain bikes, but I don't bomb downhill. I'll ride my brakes like an old person. I don't like technical trails. That's where people get hurt, you know? I'd rather climb up the hill and then take my time getting home in one piece. Another story from this week was this guy who was bikepacking in Montana. Bikepacking is where you ride self-supported on a bike with all your camping gear. Use frame packs and stuff to carry everything with you. Then you camp overnight, wherever. So this guy is staying overnight at this campsite. And a grizzly bear wanders into the camp and eats this poor fucker. Like The idea of bikepacking is really great. But stories like this man, make me think it might just be safer to do that stuff in the desert. You don't hear of bear attacks in a desert. There might be a thousand ways to die, but being eaten by a bear or a shark, it's got to be at the bottom of the list for pretty much everybody. Bikepacking is just dangerous, period, now. A few years ago, there were these two cyclists from Europe, and they were bike touring, and they went through Mexico, and that ended poorly. They found their bodies in a ditch somewhere. The worst part about that story was that Mexico officials said it was an accident. Either poor bike handling or a car veered toward them, and then they tumbled down the hill. Well, that story ended up not holding any water because one of the cyclists was missing a head and a foot. Now, you can fall down a ravine and die, but it's not going to cut your head off or your foot. That story was fucked up. I got to stop talking about this stuff. I got lots of flag-waving this weekend, man. My Instagram feed was filled with it. I can only imagine what Facebook looked like this weekend. Even this band from the UK that I follow... They were waving the flag, celebrating. I kind of like that. So I read an article in the Times last week that really struck me. And it speaks volumes about the symbolism of the American flag now. The title was, A Fourth of July Symbol of Unity That May No Longer Unite. In a Long Island town, neighbors now make assumptions, true and sometimes false, about people who conspicuously display American flags. The American flag flies in paint on the side of Peter Treber's potato truck a local landmark parked permanently on County Road, oh, sorry, County Route 48, doing little more, he thought, than drawing attention to his family's farm until he tried to sell his produce. At a local green market where he sells things like wild bergamot, honey, and sunflowers, he had trouble striking a deal until he said he let his liberal leaning slip out in conversation with a customer. She said, oh, whew, you know, I wasn't so sure about you. I thought you were some flag-waving something or other. He recalled the woman saying and citing his potato truck display. That's why she was so apprehensive of interacting with me. It was a little sad to me, he said. It shows the dichotomy of the country, that a flag could mean that. That I had to think, do I need to reconsider having that out there? So, I guess, if you wave the American flag now, you're seen as a supporter of the right, as if that's so horrible, or worse, you're seen as an extremist. What happened to just being proud of being an American and waving the flag to show your love of our country? 
I mean, does this happen anywhere else in the world? When did waving the flag suddenly seem anti-democracy or worse, anti-American? You remember the weeks and months after 9-11? How everyone had a flag hanging up outside their house? We were waving the American flag everywhere. We had them on our cars. People were getting the you know, American flag tattooed on their bodies. The flag unified us then, as it always has. When you saw someone waving the flag, you'd honk or give a thumbs up. You didn't care who they voted for or what party they were with. But now, suddenly, it's dividing us. Seriously, what the hell's happening here? Like Biden and everyone who works in the White House, they wear flag pins. Does that make them extremists too? I mean, people will, they'll politicize anything now. And now they're politicizing the flag. And the worst part is, this is coming from the left, who want to sound patriotic. I mean, you can disappear in your political beliefs all you like, okay? But when you wave our flag, I'm with you and you're with me. Patriots. I love this place, but I'll tell you something. I'm really starting to dislike the people in it. This shit doesn't happen in Canada, does it? Or Mexico, Britain, France, anywhere? Yeah, we're screwed. This 22-year-old kid, Tade Pocaccia, took the Tour de France in the second to last stage of the race last year. So he surged again. Now he's in the lead of the race by a big margin that literally no one's going to be able to make this up unless he crashes or gets sick. And he's an excellent bike handler. He's 22 years old, in the best shape than anyone else. None of that stuff's happening. Like the first week of the tour was just filled with excitement. Every every day there was a new story. And now it looks like the last two are just going to be dull. But the interesting thing is what's going on around him. Like people are starting to talk. Maybe he's doping. And this is what happens when a sport is filled with cheaters for such a long time. Like somebody dominates everybody else. They must have some kind of advantage. Well, he does have an advantage. He's better than everybody else, plain and simple. But this isn't about cycling. It's about why cheating hurts all of sports. Like, look at Otani, this Japanese sensation, plays for the Angels. We haven't seen a baseball player like this since Babe Ruth. He hits for power and pitches the lights out. He's going to play in the All-Star game and become one of the, the first Major League player to ever pitch and hit in the same game. Oh, and he's in the Home Run Derby. <laughs> Take a look at this kid. Does he look like he's on steroids? Hell no. And if he was, baseball would find out. Just like pro cycling. They'd find out if Pocaccio was juicing. The doping protocols in sports are off the charts now. No one gets away with that that stuff. All you have to do is look at the entirety of someone's career and see if they suddenly became great. Otani was magnificent in Japan. And he's the same here. He's just good. Pogaccia is the same. Dominated since he turned pro. I watched this kid ripped the field apart as they climbed Mount Baldy in the Tour of California a few years ago. Mount Baldy is one of the hardest mountain passes to climb. He made everyone look like amateurs, and he was 19 at the time, I think. But compare these guys to like Barry Bonds, Lance Armstrong, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. All these guys were talented athletes before, right? But suddenly, they went through this miracle transformation and became the best in the sports. Lance came back from cancer, for Christ's sake, which made it even less believable, even though I believed him. Bonds and McGuire were like lanky guys early in their careers. Suddenly, they balloon up. They look like football players crushing the ball. 
And the minute they stop playing, they go back to being thin, like they've been deflated. I mean, dopers suck. They ruin sports for everybody, especially the fans. Because now you got to defend the good guys against people who don't believe in the integrity of sports anymore. All right, and that's your sports talk for the week. Sorry. Oh, man, this is my favorite part. I found this gem of a video clip to share with you guys. It's from a wedding. And the largest, the big part of the context isn't in the video, but the reaction is priceless. I'll set this up for you, okay? So, they're at the altar of a church, bride and groom, uh, and the bride is in the middle of giving her vows. Apparently, somewhere in her vows, she said that uh, she will love him in spite of his flaws. And that's when his mother chimes in. Listen to this piece of work. And I can't wait for You're not going to say my son has flaws. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can leave. You can leave. That's cold. Let's calm down. You're not going to ruin my. You are not going to say my okay. son has flaws. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everybody has flaws, and that's why I love them. You can leave, yeah. Judy. Like you don't have flaws. You can leave. You <laughs> can get out of my wedding now. I'm not leaving. That yes, dress you you're wearing, I paid for. Huh? Get out. I'm not getting out. Try it, and I'll have you arrested. Tony, get her out of here. This is not right. This is not. Disrespect the wedding. I'm not leaving. Jesus on the cross. How excellent is this? Could be me, but the woman sounds a little lit. Like she had a few cocktails, calm her nerves before the wedding, and uh, well, you know what a little alcohol does to your inhibitions. I mean, she obviously doesn't like who her son is marrying. The families don't get along. Someone, I don't know who it is, maybe the bride's mom, gets up in her face like they're going to fight each other. And she keeps going on and on and on about how she paid for her dress, she paid for the wedding, all that shit. I got to hear it again. And I can't wait for you're not going to say my son has flaws. <laughs> you can leave. You can leave. You're not going to ruin my You're not going to say my son has flaws. <laughs> wow. Everybody has flaws, and that's why I love them. You can leave, yeah. Judy. Like, you don't have flaws. You can leave. You can get out of my wedding now. I'm not leaving. That yes, dress you you're wearing, I Huh? Uh, get out. I'm not getting out. Try it, and I'll have you arrested. It's a nice day for a white trash wedding. <laughs> right? <laughs> Even her husband gets up, tries to calm her down. Just embarrassing. And she's wearing a floral shirt and shorts, like she's going to the pool or Walmart. Like the least dressed person at the wedding. Just total trash. I appreciate a mom coming to the defense of her son, okay? Because that's what moms do, but 
Man, she even think how she's ruining a monumental day in her son's life? It's unreal. Someone calls her a Karen. Can you imagine what that reception was like? And what kind of a relationship is this woman going to have with her daughter-in-law? You can leave. (laughs) Oh, man. I've never seen a marriage doomed before the pastor has a chance to say, I now pronounce you man and wife. If I were him, I'd have said, I now pronounce you man and wife for now. Oh, God, that's great. Yeah, so this man walks into a pharmacy with his 12-year-old son, right? And they just happen to walk by the condom display. And the boy asks his dad, what are these, dad? Dad says, "Uh, these are called condoms. Men use them to have safe sex. Oh, yeah. That boy says, I've heard of that in health class at school. So he looks over the display, picks up a package of three. And he says, why are there three in this package? The dad says, "Uh, those are for high school boys. One for Friday, one for Saturday, and one for Sunday. Cool. Then he notices a six-pack. He goes, who are these for? He goes, those are for college boys. Two for Friday, two for Saturday, and two for Sunday. Kid goes, wow. Then who uses these? Got a 12-pack in his hand. He goes, those are for married men, son. One for January, one for February, one for March. (laughs) Hey, I know I bitch about how few good movies there are to see anymore. I think it's getting worse. I maybe I'm thinking it's my taste in entertainment that's changed. Obviously, I'd rather laugh than have to think or hang on the edge of my seat in suspense because I've had enough suspense in my life. I can't stand musicals. I never have. Action flicks aren't doing it for me like they used to. I'm not into superhero movies, although I did enjoy Christopher Nolan's Batman films. Those didn't seem like superhero movies, though. I can't even get into watching Pixar movies like I always did. I don't think the quality of these movies has changed. Maybe it has. I don't know. I just think I've grown tired of watching that stuff. Like, I'll watch trailers of all these new movies coming out. I can tell you with 99% certainty whether I'm going to enjoy watching that film or not. But I'll watch them because you never know. Like, I watched the trailer for the new Fast and Furious movie. It looked ridiculous. Apparently, I was right. I'm not going to be wasting two hours of my life with that one. (laughs) I guess they go into space this time. Imagine how fucking stupid that must be. But the movie's making bank. It all that franchise always makes money. But I need to be able to suspend disbelief. Like the Matrix. Alright, that was far fetched. But it was perfectly executed. And I can't imagine what this fourth movie's of the franchise is gonna be like, but those two follow ups they did were so stupid. Like I came out of the theater feeling dumber than I was when I went in. I haven't seen the trailer for that one, but I'm not holding my breath. I like stupid. Sophomoric humor brings a smile to my face. Even one of those dumb rom-coms that has the one sidekick friend in it who they give all the funniest lines to. Like, I don't care about the main characters in those movies. I'm the person waiting for all the one-liners from the friends of the main couple. That's where I'm at. I don't want to see people getting shot or kidnapped, hit by cars, or on the run from somebody. Although I do watching Ozark. Because for some reason, movies with uh, you know, have to deal with drug cartels are still in my wheelhouse. Maybe COVID ruined it for me. 2020, actually. That piece of shit made me reset my priorities, man. So if any of you can recommend some really stupid comedies with filthy jokes in them that I haven't heard of yet, I'm all ears. Seems to be almost all I want to watch when I sit down, kill a couple hours. But the one thing I refuse to do now is pick up on these long seasons of shows on Netflix and stuff. 
unless the subject matter looks really good to me. Like people are recommending these shows and they're like five seasons long. And unless the plot is thick and the characters are likable and no one gets hurt or constantly in a deep hole that seems like they're never going to get out of it. Yeah, I can't do that. Like Bridgerton, right? How many people recommended that one to me? I see what that is. It's soft core porn for women. Not interested. If it's a period piece or set in the old days of British royalty, I know I'm not going to like that. I don't care about all that stuff. Jack Ryan on Amazon. I love that. I'm all into espionage. Spies, James Bond shit. Bring that to me. I'm in. Okay, one last thing about the flag. Gwen Berry is this Olympian who does the hammer throw. She made the news when she turned her back on the flag during the you know playing of the Star Spangled Banner at the Olympic trials. She did this out of protest, I guess, because they, they played it while she was on the podium at 525 instead of 520 when they said they'd be playing it. And I know this sounds ridiculous if you don't know the context, so here's the context. She's an activist, and every chance she gets to speak about injustices in America, she uses it. So she felt set up. Like they purposely played the Star Spangled Banner so she could make a statement. This whole thing goes back two years ago during the award ceremony in the Pan American Games in Peru. I guess she won the gold medal for the hammer throw and she raised her fist at the end of the Star Spangled Banner, right? As she put it, in protest against injustice in America and a president who's making it worse. Talking about Trump. So the International Olympic Committee, they came down on her. They placed her on probation for 12 months. They prohibited her from any form of protest for a full year. And it ended up costing her sponsorships, about 50 grand she lost. So when she says they were setting her up, they were trying to goad her into doing it again so they could suspend her and she wouldn't make it to Tokyo this month. So instead, she turns her back to the flag with her hands on her hips. Like, listen, we've been through this already. Kaepernick took a knee, never worked again. I thought we were past this stuff, though. Is she representing our country or herself now? Like She can wear all the shirts she wants, talk about civil rights at interviews, all that stuff. That's her right, and I support it. I wish for the same thing, Gwen. I'm with you on this, really. We're making progress. However incremental it might seem, we're making progress. But if you're representing the United States of America, I think you should be respecting the flag and show some pride. This isn't professional sports. Get there, you can do whatever you want. It's not the United States of Gwen Berry. It's the United States of America. Honor our flag when you represent this country. When you turn pro, you can do whatever you like. And I'm not being racist or saying she doesn't have a right to protest. Listen back to what I said. I support it. I support the cause. This is about being up on a world stage when our national anthem is being played and our flag is on display and you're representing our country, all of us. Just asking to show some respect. That's all. Man, it's really going to piss her off when she gets there. Doesn't hear any cheering. <laughs> Can you imagine? Throws the thing 100 yards. Hey, what's with the clapping? If I were her, I'd make a statement by throwing the hammer at one of the judges. Fuck them. <laughs> okay, I'm out of here. I hope you all have a great week. Great weekend. Thanks again for listening. My name is Phil. This has been Inane. And I'll see you next time. Ciao.